According to a 2017 Barna Research report, only 17% of practicing Christians, those who indicated they go to church regularly and that their faith was important to them, only 17% actually have a biblical worldview. This then begs the question, what worldview do the majority of these professing Christians have if it's not the biblical one? And how does this relate to the biblical mindset we need to live by and motivate us to work successfully in God's eyes? We'll take a deeper look at how your worldview affects your mindset in this episode of Working Upward. You are listening to Working Upward, the thought-provoking, gaze-shifting, and action-inspiring podcast for Christian women who work from home. If you desire to keep looking upward to Christ in your work and beyond, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Kristen Eifeldano from WorkingUpward.com. Today's tool spotlight is gotquestions.org. Okay, it's not really a business tool, but it is a biblical mindset tool, which is what we're talking about today, and it's one of my favorite websites ever. Whenever I have a question about the biblical view of anything, and I mean anything, gotquestions.org comes through for me. You simply type your question in their search bar, and you'll get a list of relevant articles that are jam-packed with scripture and share a concise biblical perspective. If your question isn't already there, you're free to ask, and someone from their team of writers will write an article shortly. But heads up, they've already answered over 600,000 questions on their website, so it's highly likely you will find an immediate answer to what you're looking for. That's gotquestions.org. Welcome back to another episode of Working Upward. I'm so glad you're listening in. This is an episode I hope you'll bookmark or do whatever you need to do to make sure you can use it as an ongoing resource to help you keep your mindset aligned with God's word. And speaking of bookmarking, really quick here, I do have a freebie for you today. I have a set of biblical mindset bookmarks you can download over in my show notes or at workingupward.com slash business boosters. Each of these bookmarks has an attractive design and features a quote or a Bible verse that can serve as a reminder to keep your mind on Christ and let his word shape your mindset. These are great to use in your planner, your Bible, and any book you are currently reading. These look and work especially well on textured cardstock, in my opinion, but any cardstock will do nicely. Okay, so where were we? Oh, yes. Today, we are talking about something that's not just one important aspect to your daily life. And yes, your work, it is foundational. Well, I've done my best to include a biblical perspective in every episode that we've done so far. I haven't yet produced an episode solely on the topic of having the right mindset for work and all of life, which if you're not yet familiar with the working upward vision, that equals a biblical mindset. A biblical mindset is informed by a biblical worldview, which according to that Barna research report I mentioned a little bit ago, isn't so common even among professing Christians. So let's talk about that. First, let's just review what a worldview is and what mindset means 
because your worldview 100% affects your mindset, and mindset is incredibly important for any good work you endeavor. A worldview is the lens through which you see and interpret the world around you. Everyone has a worldview. Your worldview helps you answer life's deepest questions like, where do we come from? Why are we here? What is wrong with the world? And how can we fix it? There are different categories of worldviews. Socialism and capitalism are considered ideological ideological worldviews. Atheism, Christianity, and other religions are considered to be religious worldviews. And philosophies like modernism and postmodernism are types of philosophical worldviews. It's important to note that personal worldviews are often a combination of several types of these worldviews. We are all influenced by different ideas and messages presented to us in a variety of ways and everywhere we look in media and social media and conversations, TV, everywhere. And of course, as Christians, we should have one overarching worldview through which we see everything and interpret everything. And that's a biblical one. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Now, Mindset, according to Merriam-Webster, is a mental inclination, tendency, or a habit. Other dictionaries use the term attitude to help describe this concept of mindset. Psychologists, coaches, entrepreneurs, and business leaders love the idea of having the right mindset. In fact, you've probably heard or read about a few of these mindsets. An abundance versus a scarcity mindset. Sound familiar? A growth versus a fixed mindset, a positive versus a negative mindset. Now here's the deal. As Christians who desire to be working upward, we need to ensure first and foremost that we are cultivating a biblical mindset informed by a biblical worldview, which is informed by the Bible. And that is the absolute truth we find in scripture. And the idea of absolute truth, by the way, happens to contradict the many worldviews that are hanging around out there. To say it another way, we study God's word, which along with the Holy Spirit completely transforms us, giving us a whole new perspective, a renewed mind, aka worldview, which among other things, helps us have the attitude or the mindset we need to succeed God's way which is the only way that matters. Now, I'm going to share a few different types of major worldviews that are really prevalent right now. And if you happen to see one that you recognize as your own, whether fully or partially, I want you to know you are not alone. These are very sneaky lies. They bombard us from all directions all day long, really. And the danger in them lies in the elements of truth they contain. But when you step back and look closer, you see those parts that contradict God's word and pull us away from him toward ourselves or someone or something else. This is why we need to always be in the word of God so we are seeing the world around us through a biblical worldview, the way God sees it. So I want to share a few of these more popular worldviews and then talk about how a biblical worldview blows these all out of the water and then what we can do to cultivate a biblical mindset through our worldview. Okay, here we go. 
FYI, these are the specific worldviews many Christians have, according to that Barna research report I mentioned earlier. I selected these because the data was just sitting there right in front of me, all handy and helpful. And there is actual research supporting that these worldviews are influencing Christians today. I will definitely link to this report in the show notes. So be sure to take a look at that. It's in an easy to digest format um, with easy with um, easy on the eyes graphics. And another FYI, for this research, Barna asked the participants to respond to three different statements associated with various worldviews. And Barna defined biblical worldview like this, believing that absolute moral truth exists, the Bible is totally accurate in all of the principles it teaches, that Satan is considered to be a real being, not merely symbolic, that a person cannot earn their way into heaven by trying to be good or to do good works, that Jesus Christ lived a sinless life on earth, and God is the all-knowing, all-powerful creator of the world who still rules the universe today. All of these are taught in the Bible, and that is how Barna defined biblical worldview. So worldly worldview number one. This is the new age or new spirituality worldview. This one is huge right now, and there's no doubt you've seen it or know someone who is espousing it. It's appealing to Christians because it emphasizes religion, spirituality, and self-help, which can all sound good on the surface. It's also been made very popular by a lot of influential figures, including Oprah Winfrey. When you hear someone refer to their spirituality or the universe, they are likely holding to a new age worldview. Among other things, they believe that all prayers from anyone and all religions go to the same God. If you do good, you'll receive good. If you do bad, you'll receive bad. That's karma. And that we are one with the universe. Although those in the new age say good things about Jesus, they flat out deny his entire work on the cross, encouraging its followers to constantly be striving for higher spirituality, which is exhausting and unattainable, and it's a type of works-based salvation. A biblical worldview provides true freedom because it is non-works-based. It's about faith in the completed work of Christ. Worldly worldview number two is secularism. Secularism prioritizes the scientific method as a framework for life and promotes more of a rational and materialistic view of the world. And according to the Barner research, it's the materialistic side of the worldview worldview that seems to hold the most appeal to today's Christians, especially the concept of finding the meaning of life through working hard and earning as much as possible so you can make the most out of your life. YOLO. Have you heard that? Uh, you only live once. That is definitely not a biblical worldview. Um, we we have an eternal life to look forward to. A biblical worldview just provides a much more satisfying and eternal meaning for life, and it reaches far beyond the here and now and into eternity. Postmodernism, and many actually say we are living in a postmodern America. Um, that's a word you'll, you hear a lot um, in a lot of um, circles. So Postmodernism claims that there is no such thing as objective truth. 
what is true for me may not be true for you. This is appealing, I think, to Christians because it's just so tolerant. It's tolerant to all religions and perspectives. And tolerance is politically correct and associated with being a nice person. And aren't all Christians supposed to be nice? Well, of course we are. But God's word says we're supposed to speak the truth in love. And there is absolute truth to be known, and that is Christ. Um, God's word says Jesus is the truth, the, the way and the life. And there is no other way to heaven but through him. Christianity is, in fact, an exclusive religion uh, because he, it says it specifically says that there is just one way, and that's through Christ. And if we withhold this wonderful news to a world that needs it, you know, I submit to you that that actually is not nice. Um, that is not where we want to be. And um, that trumps being tolerant, you know, being tolerant in the world's view. And then there is Marxism, something we seem to be hearing a lot more about here in the United States lately, especially on the political level. Um, it's the idea that government should control most of the resources to control greed and make sure everyone has their fair share. And of course, that is appealing, I think, to Christians. Uh, we are made in the image of God. Um, we desire justice. Um, the We have our idea of um, being fair, and that is appealing to us. Of course, um, we have a fallen idea of what is actually fair. Um, I'm going to quote from my favorite website, Got Questions, that I mentioned earlier to show you how Marxism opposes Christianity. GotQuestions.org says, Marxism is at heart an atheistic philosophy with no room for belief in God. Karl Marx himself was clear on this point, quote, the first requisite of the happiness of the people is the abolition of religion, unquote. Christianity, of course, is rooted in theism and is all about God. In the Marxist model, the state becomes the provider, sustainer, protector, and lawgiver for every citizen. In short, the state is viewed as God. Christians always appeal to a higher authority, the God of the universe. And Marxist governments don't like the idea of there being any authority higher than themselves. So back to me here. Um, according to Barna's research, 36% of practicing Christians embraced at least one of the Marxist statements assessed in the research. Shout out to Kara Mavar from Charisma by Kara Jewelry, who inspires me to always be creative, always work hard, and always love what I do. Kara is a metalsmith and jewelry designer based in Greenville, South Carolina, and she's been at it working hard at home for over a decade. To see and shop her amazing work, head on over to charismabykara.com. That's charisma with a K and Kara with a K. That link is also in my show notes. If you would like me to feature your work at home business or resource here, right now it's absolutely free. You can apply using the link in my show notes or just head on over to workingupward.com slash podcast where you'll find the application link featured prominently. It's my way of supporting work-at-home businesses like yours. 
Alright, so now that we've taken a closer look at some of the more popular worldviews influencing us today, let's examine the biblical worldview and how it answers those questions I mentioned earlier. Number one, where do we come from? Number two, why are we here? Number three, what is wrong with the world? And number four, how can we fix it? First, where do we come from? Well, God created us. Why are we here? To fellowship with God and govern the world he created. That's in Genesis 1, 27 through 28, and chapter 2, verses 15. What is wrong with the world? Well, Adam and Eve sinned against God, separating all of us from our creator and bringing the curse of the fall. Again, that whole account is in Genesis. And how can we fix it? God has provided the solution himself. He offers us redemption and reconciliation through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ, who paid the penalty of our sin on the cross. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. John three sixteen. you probably know that. Furthermore, God will one day restore creation to its former perfect state. And what a day that will be. A biblical worldview offers more truth and hope and joy than every other worldview ever all combined because it is gospel-centered, Christ-centered, and word-centered. And remember that the word of God um, is written by a still-living God. He's alive on his throne, unlike the leaders of other worldviews and religions. Every other worldview is created by people trying to be God themselves, searching and ever striving and never arriving. There's an old anonymous hymn I love that says, Since man by sin has lost his God, he roams creation through and vainly strives for solid bliss in trying something new. It goes on to say, but when we feel the power of Christ, all good in him we view, the soul forsakes her vain pursuits. In Christ finds something new. And that's ever new. So let's take a look at what happens when we approach our mindset through a biblical lens or worldview. And sidebar here, if you've experienced growth in your business, applying a secular mindset theory from reading a self-help book or attending a conference or even from hiring a mindset or business coach, that is not surprising because there's an element of truth in a lot of mindset theories out there. And who is the author of truth? Christ himself. But ultimately, striving for a mindset outside of Christ and not through a biblical worldview is missing the mark entirely and has the potential to lead you away from Christ rather than toward him. A biblical mindset is cultivated by seeing everything through a biblical worldview and again, blows the other kinds of mindsets out of the water because its aim is much, much higher. The goal of most popular mindsets is for a successful life here and now. Living and working with a biblical mindset helps you see not just this life, but eternal life from God's vantage point and be successful in God's eyes. Sometimes that may include success here on earth, like wealth and recognition, in addition to what God calls success, which is another episode entirely, I believe, but it will always lead to an eternal reward, regardless of what others here on earth may see. 
Eric Liddell, British Olympic gold medalist in running, known as the Great Flying Scotsman, is an example of someone who embraced a biblical mindset. He is quoted as saying, When I run, I feel God's pleasure. Don't you just love that? His goal was much higher than winning a medal. His eyes were fixed on God himself. He enjoyed success in man's eyes, but he also stood up for his faith by not running in races on Sundays and ultimately spending his life in service as a missionary. He knew that his heavenly reward far exceeded any earthly one. Liddell's mindset reminds me of the one the Apostle Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 9. You want to know what a biblical mindset is in a nutshell, here it is. Do not do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. And of course, this also reminds me of Philippians 3, 13 through 14. Not that I have already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Here, let me read that again. By the way, this is why my website and podcast is called Working Upward. So listen for that ups, upward mindset again right here. Not that I have already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So how do we cultivate a biblical mindset? Good news, God's word teaches us that as believers, we are already given the mind of Christ when we are born again. We are new creatures in Christ. In Philippians 2, a chapter all about the mind of Jesus, we see the same thing. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. It's already ours. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. But also remember, we're still in our pre-resurrection bodies. We still battle our own flesh and our former mindset every day. This is why we find this command in Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. This means there is effort on our part that needs to be done to renew our minds and make sure our mindset is God's mindset. Having the mind of Christ means we share Christ's plan, purpose, and perspective, which is revealed in his word, his plan to bring glory to himself, his plan to restore creation to its original splendor, His purpose to seek and to save what was lost. In Luke 19.10, Jesus directly states part of his purpose. He says, I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. And then um, Jesus' mindset of humility and obedience we see in Philippians 2. And then we also see so much about his heart and compassion and his dependence on his Father through prayer. All of this is in Scripture when we search for it. One of the best passages to go to 
for an overview of the mind of Christ specifically is 1 Corinthians 2. There we see very clear insight into the mind of Christ. We learn that the mind of Christ stands in sharp contrast to man's wisdom, that it involves wisdom given to us from God through the Holy Spirit, that it can't be understood by non-believers without the Spirit of God, and we learn much more. So I encourage you to read that chapter for yourself. Friends, the only way to fight the world's lies is to replace them with God's truth. And the only infallible source of God's truth is His revealed Word. Transformation through renewed minds comes as we expose ourselves to God's Word. There's no magic formula or shortcut for renewing our minds. Remember what Jesus prayed to the Father in John seventeen seventeen. He said, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Before I leave, I do want to share with you a really helpful book recommendation that surprised me with how incredibly relevant it is to what's happening in 2020 and um, even about this with this episode about our mindset and different worldviews. Um, it was published in February of this year, just right before the quarantine. And it's as if the writer knew what was going to happen. Of course, it's because she based her book on scripture, which is timeless and relevant um, at any time in life. Uh, so that's what's going on there. But the book is called Stay Salt by Rebecca Manley Pippert, and I will include the link in my show notes. Not too long ago, my husband, John, started reading a book he has had since college that the same author wrote about evangelism, I think it was in the late 70s um, or maybe early 80s. It was called Out of the Salt Shaker and Into the World. And he shared with me a few anecdotes he read about her sharing the gospel with her friends, and um, they just brought me to tears. They were so moving, such moving accounts. So I decided to Google her and saw that she just wrote a new book about evangelizing in postmodern America. So remember, postmodernism is a a really prevalent worldview that's happening right now. Um, The reason I'm recommending this book to you, Stay Salt by Rebecca Manley Pippert, is because she does a wonderful job at offering real-life accounts of her giving the gospel and sharing Christ with individuals immersed in these different worldviews. And it was abundantly clear how the gospel answered these individuals' hearts' needs in a way their worldviews just couldn't. It was like a really easy and enjoyable apologetics book, honestly, Um, just really helping me uh, um, understand the gospel better and appreciate the gospel better and want to share the gospel more. So if you're looking for a book to, um, um, to help you with your mindset and to Um, just encourage you and help you understand the gospel better and um, the biblical worldview better, go get this one, Stay Salt by Rebecca Manley Pippert. I'll include the link in my show notes. The gospel truly changes everything. So keep looking upward, friends. We have a bright future and something to live for and something, someone to work for. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is this. Take a moment out of your day to read 1 Corinthians 2. The link is in my show notes for quick access. Thanks for listening to Working Upward. You can check out the show notes and all links mentioned in this episode at workingupward.com or even better, become a podcast insider 
It's absolutely free and you'll get episode related resources delivered straight to your inbox. Workingupward.com will take you directly to that sign up link. Until next time, keep looking up.